Welcome to the Divine Feminine Revolution Podcast, where women are magical and empowered. I'm your host, Dr. Megan Monday, psychologist turned transformational feminine business coach. This podcast is for you if you want to prioritize your own pleasure, face your fears, and manifest your desires. This podcast is sponsored by the Fearless Feminine Academy, where I teach women how to turn their trauma into their superpowers. My goal is to show women that we can heal our world by creating time and financial freedom by doing whatever the fuck we want. Are you ready for the divine feminine revolution? Let's get vulnerable and go deep. I'm so honored that you're here. Okay. Hello and welcome everyone. I'm so excited to dish with an awesome healer, my favorite thing in the world. (laughs) I'd like to introduce to you Gina Starbuck and I'm just going to let you do a little brag intro and tell us all about how amazing you are. Okay. Wow. Well, that's quite the invitation. Let's see what is there to say today. Well, I'll say that a brag is that I'm here and I'm showing up. I'm present. I am here for whatever, for whatever comes forward as my authentic self with my nails that my four-year-old painted yesterday. (laughs) Um, I am, yes, a healer. I like to say that I'm a guide, you know, I, this has been really present lately, like in my messaging and my own channelings that like those of us that are identified as healers it's important that we really start to be very clear that every being on this planet has a healer within that we're simply here to guide the people that we get the honor of working with to really activate the healer within them so I am an activator is what I like to say and channel and into it. I work with many, many different tools and modalities. The foundation of that generally being Reiki, which I had a really beautiful introduction to when I was like five years old. I grew up next door to a Reiki practitioner and I just got to see very, very young the power of moving energy and alchemizing energy Um, I could really go into that story. It actually does feel important to share that when I was about six, my neighbor, who's a Reiki practitioner, her daughter got into a car accident and she had severe brain damage. She was in the ICU for a very, very long time. Doctors said, you know, she's probably not going to make it. If she does, she'll probably be like vegetable state her whole life. And as a little girl, I watched my neighbor move energy and you know call in healing for her daughter and really her daughter came back to life and she's now a grown adult who still has some delays and things that she's working with but just witnessing that as a child really really opened me up to the metaphysical in a really profound way and that's something that never really left me And I'd say, you know, I've always been interested in, empowered by, in tune with the unseen, the things beyond the physical. And so that's always kind of been a threading of my existence. And yet 
I was for a very, very long time a performer. I was a choreographer and dancer, like world renowned, traveled all over the place, worked with a million artists and stage and TV and all the things. And then it came to a point where I was being called to something else. I had been threading the metaphysical into that work, but because of the environment, it was like there was this kind of disconnect with my ability, not to say that other beings can't, you know, bring this healing through in that way. Um, but it was just time for me to be complete with that chapter. And not long after that, um, my daughter came through and that was like the big, big rebirth for me that really kind of catapulted me into the work that I'm doing now, which is powerful and still so creative. And there always is this integration of the creator or the performer. And yet it just feels more like home now. <laughs> like I've really had this journey of coming home, like coming home to myself. So, I mean, I could go on and on. That's what wanted to come through today. <laughs> I love that so much. And I feel like we live in a very like disempowered narrative. And I love what you say, because I do truly like believe deep down that everybody has the ability to heal. And if you're listening to this and you feel like called to get a Reiki session, I always recommend those for my clients, especially if you have trauma, which like who doesn't? <laughs> and if you feel the call to become a practitioner, it's actually like pretty accessible and expensive and it's such a powerful initiation. When you were talking about your neighbor, it made me think of um, actually my situation as also like a Reiki master is that. I ended up manifesting like my dream house next to this like amazing lake that's almost like um, the Mist of Avalon Lake. I like to pretend it is. And it's actually right next to the mental hospital. Like, and so <laughs> talk about like healing your neighbors. Um, I definitely, my background's a psychologist, but I think, you know, spirit placed me here in particular, like right up on the hill to like send some of that energy down. And so I think not only can we heal ourselves, we can heal other people, but like, I think it's really important to like, just take that energy to the world, whether it's through like your work, a podcast, you know, just like in your local community, all of those things are definitely like opportunities. So tell me a little bit, like, I think as healers, you know, we have to be brave because a lot of us have past life stuff where it didn't end well for us to be healers. So did you have to face some fears as you like really took on the healing arts? Absolutely. <laughs> what came up for you, especially getting online and getting visible? Tell me about that. Yeah. Well, I mean, I had a lot of visibility already in my work as a choreographer mm -hmm. and dancer, and it kept kind of showing up to me as like now retrospectively, there was an element of like protection to it, but we won't go there. At the time it showed up as like self-sabotage. It was like, I would allow myself to be seen to a certain extent to mm. have a certain level of, of success. But when it got a little too up there, like when it was borderlining fame or whatever, I would do something that would just like make it crumble. And I do know now that I have had more than one, you know, I like to say other lifetime experiences mm -hmm. of being persecuted, you know, burnt at the stake, like witch hunt, all of those kinds of things. And, you know, 
I would say it's an ongoing process, but for me, one of the biggest things that supported me was really coming together with other, you know, beings, other soul sisters and soul, soul family who have had those experiences as well. And knowing that like, we all really did embody at this time to reclaim our sovereignty like it's not just me I'm not alone in this and we do have this like big opening this portal this opportunity right now collectively to really step out of the like trauma drama duality karmic cycling and move into this other frequency you know the 5d the new earth like whatever whatever you want to call it and some people that are listening may be familiar with this or not um, but really just knowing that I'm not alone and that in claiming my sovereignty and really allowing myself to crumble and like undo the pieces of that tightness and that fear in this lifetime, I'm not only supporting my own soul's evolution, but I am playing a part, like you were saying, in that like global ascension and really for my my daughter too for my lineage like becoming a mom really upped the ante for me <laughs> it made the stakes so much higher because I know like we know with research like you have a psychology background I, I also do NLP and hypnosis and you know so I've studied like the neuroplasticity of the brain and even the way that the DNA functions and how we can like both carry cellular level trauma into other generations but also undo it for the other generation. <laughs> so, you know, it's a process, it's a journey. I can't say I'm 100% free from fear. <laughs> like, I really love that you're, that this is called the fearless feminine revolution. Like the word itself, fearless, does it mean the absence of fear? It's fearless. Yeah. How can fear play less of a role in my everyday existence? So. Yeah. I relate to you so much when you talk about your daughter. I have like a little amazing daughter priestess as well, who I feel like I'm just setting her up to take it on. And she's always, you know, jumping in on my coaching calls and she's very involved. She's ready to take it over now if I would let her, but <laughs> How old is she? um, oh, she's about to be eight. Um, okay. And she definitely has the gift. And, you know, I think one of the things that was really powerful for me when I was doing my Reiki training is that idea of like interdimensionality and that like, it's not necessarily linear. And so like what the healing, you know, we think of like, oh, we're going to change and that's going to be different in the future, but it's also like different in the past. And so we heal, you know, ourselves, our ancestors, we are our own ancestors. And so you're just like speaking my language with all the different keywords there. And I guess my follow-up question for you is, can you say more about sovereignty? Because I think that very much is what I mean by the fearless feminine. It's, you know, embracing that fear and stepping into your full power. So what's your version of that? 
Ooh, that's a juicy question. If you hear some noise in the background, we have three cats, like species, and our youngest one, our kitten, is like fatting something around over there in the background. So hopefully it's not too disruptive. Little cat magic. It's okay. We'll accept it. Yeah. Like now we have three. I just said to my partner last night, like, babe, all my dreams are coming through. <laughs> um, I'm sending for a fourth one. My friend just had Siamese kittens and I don't care what my husband says. I think I'm going to get one. <laughs> they're amazing they're just so fun and they bring so much like grounding and magic to the space (laughs) but um sovereignty hmm it's such a word that's so present in our in our culture like at least in the kind of new age like spiritual circles right now to me it's it's freedom you know sovereignty like the the ability to have boundaries to know my power to understand that if I choose to undo a story, if I choose to shift a paradigm, I am able, that there is no force outside of myself that's holding me in any story or idea or whatever, shame, trauma, drama, that like I have the complete freedom, not only of my physical body and my physical reality, but the metaphysical, my spiritual life, and that the power that resides within me also exists in the other, the person that I perceive as the other, and that my, I have a responsibility to take ownership of my sovereignty because the more I can do that, and live as this kind of free, sovereign, empowered being, the more I do give permission to those around me to do so. And it's also like relating to the connection with source, with divine, with Sophia, with God, whatever you want to call it, right? (laughs) That like this power lives inside of me and it's also threaded, there's a through line to something much more expanded in myself so that may be like a very kind of esoteric explanation of it but that's how it it lands for me I love that so much and you know the buzzword that really hit me the hardest was freedom and that's definitely one of my core values so like what are some ways that you like embrace freedom in your life Currently, it's really about disconnecting from the paradigm, you know, from the, the matrix, some people call it. Like, it's, it's just an awareness to me is enough. An awareness that, like, perhaps some part of my subconscious has been programmed by some forces and sources outside of myself and, and checking in every day about, like, how that may be affecting my life. And a lot of the freedom aspects for me personally come through really reclaiming my relationship with the planet, with mother earth, with mama Gaia, with my feminine frequency, with that part of me. That's like, you know, if we're looking at the masculine and feminine, right? Like the masculine is the thing that's like, it's consciousness. It's that thing that will not move that thing. That's like ever present, totally like centered and, you know, still, that stillness, right? Like this is, that's the divine masculine. The divine feminine is the complete opposite. It's like the thing that moves, the destruction, the creativity, the elements, the change, the shifts. 
And I think for me personally, and also just for the collective, and I see it a lot in my clients, we've lost a level of freedom because we've been living inside of this more masculine, defined reality. So if parts of ourself and our expression and what is actually natural, biologically and spiritually, are being shut down and shut off, of course we, we're not going to feel fully free. So, you know, it, for me, like the tangible parts of expressing and being in my freedom are really about like listening, listening, following my intuition, just listening. Like if my intuition says go outside and take a walk and put your vagina on the earth, you know, obviously I'm not going to like take my underwear off and put my like actual vagina on the earth, but like, (laughs) (laughs) if I could, I totally would. We don't have our own yard right now. We live in a condo. So, <laughs> but you know, I just listen. Like a protester in Oregon, you know, like what a powerful display of rebellion, you know. And I work with indigenous healers, and one of the main takeaways that I always got was just like, get barefoot, put yourself in the grass. And like I said, extra, extra points. If you lay down or if you're pussy down in the grass, I think, yeah, you're like, correct. you know, you're connecting source with source. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so much. <laughs> for me personally, I mean, there's so many aspects of that. But I think for the women, because I work mostly with women, mm-hmm. right now, the main thing is just being able to be your fucking self. <laughs> yes. You know? Pathetic. I love it. Yeah, like whatever that looks like, however that shows up. And permission to disconnect from the fear culture. Um, yeah. Because I think there's so many reasons why we cannot be happy during this time. There's so much uncertainty, so much negativity. It's really easy to complain, but like there's always going to be a reason to complain. And so, you know, the less negative we are, the higher our vibration rises and like the more magical and like awesome things come into our life. So I know, especially coming from the therapy paradigm and also coming from someone who's got a a defined throat chakra, um, you know, we're speaking these things into existence and it's like kind of manifestation 101. Like don't talk about the things that you don't want to see show up in your life. And I think so many people are venting and I totally get that because sometimes we do have to release emotions, but sometimes people are just like spinning out on it and they're creating more and more. And I really do feel like that's a big piece of the control structures is just like feeding off the negativity and fear. So I think the most radical thing you can do is like be in positive energy, like love yourself, you know, connect to your sovereignty and just like disengage with anything that doesn't make you feel good. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's a balance. As far as I'm concerned, Mm -hmm. it's a balance because, you know, there has to be an outlet, like you said, for the fear and the whatever it is, the negativity, the stories. But it's like right now people are disempowering themselves because they're just throwing those, those words, that consciousness, those thoughts, like out wherever. They have no awareness of where those things are going. So it's really about like if those things come up, honoring them, but having like a safe container mm-hmm. to express them. Like, you know, when my clients are expressing their fears to me, we know that like they get to be expressed and then they get to be transmuted. And if they can up, they get to be powerful. Snap, I love it. <laughs> we use lots of snaps. 
in my sessions, the snaps, the claps. I'm sure you do it too. So, you know, it's, it's definitely a balancing act and everybody has their own perfect way of being empowered. You know, like, I love that you brought up the defined throat. I'm assuming you're referring to the human design. Yeah. Um, you know, and some people like my business partner and I, so my main focus right now with my work is actually my partnership. I work with a beautiful woman named Elise Falzone, who's also an intuit, a channel, you know, doing this similar kind of work. And um, in human design, I have an open root, but she has a defined root. And so because I have an open root, I just don't naturally live with a lot of fear. Like I have I just, that's not what's super present for me, but because her root is more defined, those things come up for her more frequently. Mm-hmm. And so we get to work together to like figure out how do we be in this energy and like allow it to come up, but transmute it. And that doesn't mean that I never have fear come up because mm-hmm. I'm human <laughs> and we are living in a time, like you said, where fear, the the whole fucking planet right now essentially is like living under this cloud of fear. So yeah. <laughs> I feel that so much. I'm super into astrology and more recently human design. And my daughter and I actually have like almost an identical chart, which is really interesting back and forth with that. Um, but I think those tools, like whenever I do the Fearless Feminine Academy, we look at like astrology profiles. We look at human design because I think you know, there's not like a one size fits all. It is about like knowing what your path is and what your powers are and where your centers are and all that sort of stuff. And then customizing from there. Um, I love, I know for me, like having my daughter, it was like, you know, Gaia initiation. And it happened to be like, I was pregnant all through 2012. And it was like the very beginning of 2013 when I gave birth to her. So it was already like in the midst of a huge portal there. Um, I'm kind of curious, like, what's your hope? You know, I talk a lot about the divine feminine revolution. Like, what's your hope for our daughters? Like, what do you think's happening as we're, you know, going through the birth canal of 2020 and coming out the <laughs> other side of 2021? What do you think's happening? What are your hopes? Go ahead. <laughs> I'm getting chills all over about this question, and I'll probably get emotional when I talk about it because. I had this vision last night, actually. I was doing a breathwork session. I just recently completed like a cycle of three 21-day dietas with these like beautiful plant essences. And um, I could totally go into that. But one of the things, my intention for last night's breathwork session was really continuing to call in support because in the, bir- the process of birthing my daughter, I really realized that we have like a pretty strong absence of the village, like in our personal lives. It's pretty much, I mean, we have family, but family that lives far away, family that's close, but has like their own shit that they're working through. So they're not super present. So it's really just essentially my partner and I raising our daughter and then whatever paid help we have. That's like the only consistent support. And it's been really hard. Like I did not even understand or know the value of the village and so my vision my hope for our daughters is that they will have that they will have that sense of comfort and connection and togetherness with a community that is safe 
that is sovereign, that is conscious, where, you know, it's not just me and my partner that my daughter can go to if she has something that comes up. Obviously, we want her to know that she's safe to come to us at any time. But like, I don't believe that we're meant to live like this with just like a mom and a dad or just one parent. Like it's doable. It's totally doable. And I totally honor and bow to any caretaker or parent who is raising a child. And I just have this vision of like, of community, of the village. I recently read this story about this and I'm gonna try to paraphrase it because it's a very long story, but about this tribe, I believe there's somewhere in Africa this indigenous tribe that when a woman decides she wants to get pregnant, she's ready to have a child, she goes to a tree and she sits with the tree and she asks to receive the song, I don't know if you've heard this, of the spirit of the child. And then when she receives the song of the spirit of the child, that frequency, she goes and shares it with her partner or her husband. And so while they're making love and they're like intending to bring through this child, they sing this song or they chant this song. And then when the when like the woman is pregnant, they start to teach the song to the doula and the village and like all the people in their community. And when the child's birth, anyone who's near the child is singing this song. And like, you know, throughout the child's life, if they fall down and they need support, whoever picks them up is singing the song. So they're like reminding them of their truth, of their frequency. And this was the part that really got me. If say a person does something wrong or bad, terrible we won't even say what it might be where in our society they would like go to trial or go to jail or whatever the village gets together they hold ceremony for this being and they sing their song to them to remind them of who they are like how fucking powerful would that be if like our whole world could have that level of consciousness like that's what I want for my daughter that's what I want for our daughters I also want them to know that they are safe to be whoever they are like that they don't have to fit any specific narrative that they can just be in their truth so that's the the short slash long version of it. I love that so much. And I think that that's something that we've lost as we've colonized the indigenous, because I think that's true of like several indigenous cultures that they receive that vibration call in the soul. And then there's that like village community support. And so I really feel like that's something that um, as we go forward, that like tribal or like village consciousness, I think that we are all connected and that we all can support each other is so important. And I would just say like having worked with so many people who survived trauma and like unspeakable, horrible things, you know, there's a sense of brokenness. And I think that that severed belonging is like the ultimate sense of loneliness. And I just love that imagery of like the community coming together and reaching out and supporting the person who's hurting, you know? And I think that that's something that's so powerful and so healing. And really, we all know that no one's broken. And with the right amount of stress, we can all get, you know, devolve. <laughs> and with the right amount of support, we can all, you know, rise to the highest. And so I just love that you share that. It was very touching to me and a great reminder because <laughs> I've definitely received that teaching as well. And it, I feel especially present right now. Yeah, thank you. It's super important. I, mm -hmm. I, I'm just ready to bridge the gap. I know that it's 
it's a journey and part of my work is like trusting the divine timing of everything but at least my business partner and I do have this vision of creating like a a community where we have a retreat center like somewhere on the land where people can come for retreats but there also are families that that live there and that oh my goodness my cat is knocking (laughs) that was for emphasis Oh, and she's knocking more things over. <laughs> she's yeah. putting it into motion for you. A little cat magic going on in there. <laughs> I have no idea what she knocked over. But yeah, we just have this big vision. And I, I do feel and see as I kind of look into what's occurring next. You know, obviously, you're probably present to this. I feel like there's a, a split in timelines. Like some people will continue to choose into and learn from the kind of frequency that is occurring right now and then others will choose to move forward into a different way of existing and I do see that those that do choose to move into this different way it's actually like a cyclical thing it's like coming back to earth coming back to community coming back to oneness coming back to sovereignty in the way of like not being dependent upon governmental structures or big business or anything like that to thrive and survive it's like growing your own food raising your own animals like I really do see a lot of that that is is occurring there are people who are really beginning to like make that happen now and there's um I feel like this is important to bring up there's this amazing podcast interview with Dr. Zach Bush who I just love and Luke Story who I also just really love um And Dr. Zach Bush is talking about, you know, like the climate change and the climate crisis and how the the remedy to it is the soil, like really getting the biodiversity like back in the soil. So it's just very, it's like metaphorical to really everything, right? (laughs) Like going back to the beginning, going back to the seed. Yeah. As above, so below, you know, it makes me think of I remember way back then, maybe like 10 years ago, one of my clients turned me on to this blog and it was like one of my first times ever reading a blog like way back when. And I think it was called Nourish the Soil. And it was about a Montessori teacher who becomes a mom, fits in with their conversation. And the basic analogy is like, we don't go like, oh, what's wrong with this plant that it's not growing? Um, we look to the soil, you know, and so same thing with our kids, like, you know, we need to nourish their environment. And like I said, I'm super into astrology. And right now we're like in a Gemini North node cycle for the next two years. And so as much as we can totally get carried away with all the craziness that's happening worldwide, like the emphasis is really on like fixing your own damn life. (laughs) So I think it is a time to like look at your own soil. um, And I just want to like celebrate you so hard for doing thinking of the retreat center and the community. I live in East Tennessee and we have um, like the center for peace, which does sweat lodges. This is kind of Cherokee land. Um, We have a healing center, gypsy hands among many others that, you know, bring in workshops and indigenous healers and all kinds of things. And it's so awesome to have that in my own backyard. And it's been such a profound influence in my life that like, I just feel like, um, 
the more those things pop up and and it's kind of a conservative area. So you kind of like, it's a little bit of a curveball, but it's just the magic of the land and the mountains and the crystals and the rivers and the lakes and everything here. Um, But it's so powerful to be in community in that way, doing workshops and healings. And that's where I kind of go, like the, the revolution will be televised. You know, there's people like healing the planet, like on their own. You just don't know anything about it unless you're part of it. And so I love that it definitely sounds like, you're a part of it. It's so needed at this time. Thank you. And I agree 100%. Like it's occurring now. And I know you invited me to kind of share whatever message is present. I think I've done a lot of that. Like the channel is just always open, but it does feel like something that's important to take away, at least from this conversation, is what you said. Like it really starts within. And I think there is this element of disempowerment that's been occurring, like even in those of us who, you know, are quote unquote woke, right? But like, sometimes we forget that every single little seed that we plant, like every choice that we make, every shift that we choose to make for, you know, the greater good of all in our in our own life and our own vibration really does create this ripple effect outward. So, you know, people are constantly coming to me and to my partner, Elise, a lot, not constantly, but often, especially early on in this like coronavirus thing, people were just like, what can I do? You know, racial inequality, what can I do? What can I do? And yes, there's a lot of doing, But it's really, again, about like following your impulse because something that came forward for a client of mine who's like was getting really wrapped up in the inequality thing, like feeling like she had to like go and like, you know, comment on everyone's post and like put people correct and whatever is like, not every battle is yours to fight. There are some, if you see it as a battle, you know, I don't necessarily see things as a battle, but like part of my calling is to help women come back into their divine feminine essence. But it is not necessarily my calling to go out and publicly speak on racial inequality and how it's a problem in the world. And that doesn't make me any less a part of the solution. So we have to keep coming back to like, what is my part in this? What is my truth in this? And for some of us, it is about, I have a defined throat too. It is about the outward expression. It is about communicating. It is about, you know, speaking truth and being out there and being visible. And for other people, it's about being visible, but in different ways, like taking really great care of your little baby niece or whatever. Like we have to just, there's just too much fucking noise And there is too many, quote unquote, opportunities, right, to do good. But like, if you get too caught up in like, what am I doing next? What am I doing next? Then you're just, you're, again, it's like what we talked about earlier, like throwing out your energy, throwing out your thoughts, like keep bringing it back, keep checking in with yourself. And I think that that is like what's really present right now as a reminder. I just love your energy so much. It's so yummy. And you said my favorite words, which is divine feminine. So (laughs) maybe we could wrap up and you can just give us like a couple of, you know, insights around how to embody your divine feminine and then let us know like all the ways we can work with you and where to find you. 
Oh, insights about embodying your divine feminine. Oh, there's so many. You like <laughs> workshops for days on this, but just like, you know, if you have a little tidbit you want to share. Well, if you're cool with it, maybe we can just like do a little tap in and just move something through. Sure. So let's shake it out first. If you feel called to shake it out, any energy that's not for you, anything that's not of this moment, and you can move around your neck, your shoulders, your hips, your pelvis, whatever feels good. Just taking a big breath in and exhaling with a ha or an on. Ah, go ahead and close your eyes if it feels good. Allowing your shoulders to drop, your heart to open and soften. Allowing the belly to fully receive whatever healing, freedom, balance is present for you right now. Maybe it's joy. As you continue to breathe now, placing one hand on the heart and one hand on the belly and just visualizing this shower, this energetic shower of light. And we're gonna go ahead and allow this shower to activate the divine feminine embodiment within you, allowing it to open portals and open doors, and really dropping you into the womb, to the wisdom and the power of the womb and knowing that it can be this simple. It can be as simple as taking just a moment to breathe into that light and to just open, open to the wisdom, open to the expression and the freedom and the beauty within you. One more big breath in, holding it at the top. A gentle hold, like a caress. When you're ready, just let it go. And you can come on back. <laughs> so, you know, it can be that easy. It also can be something else, but just checking in. Checking in and inviting it is a big one. The other piece is in connecting with your divine feminine essence. You know, this is a little bit more... Um, for those that are biologically feminine, obviously female, we have people who identify as female and are not necessar necessarily biologically female, but really checking in with your cycle, you know, what's occurring in your cycle. I always invite my clients to just track it. And there is so much information in just looking at your cycle and how 
it functions? Is it pretty regular? And if it is regular, like how do you ebb and flow throughout the different aspects of your cycle? Your cycle will always, always, always <laughs> speak to you. Always. So that's a big one. That's definitely something that I've super leaned into and always talk about it with my therapy clients as like, you know, particularly people who are sensitive, I feel like sometimes can have difficult cycles, especially if they've had trauma. And so sort of looking at it is like, you know, you, how it doesn't have to be this way, but if you have a painful period, like that's sort of like your paycheck for the month. <laughs> like, how'd you do this month? Um, you know, that, that part of your cycle is going to tell you like, like with the full moon as we release, it's going to let you know like what it was for you within that cycle. So I think that's a simple way. And then obviously you can go like super deep into it. Um, but that's something, you know, like that birth control pill that makes you not have your cycle. Like, I feel like that's not good. And I think, you know, it's really important to honor like the ebbs and flows that are within us um, so much. And um, I love that you're mentoring people around that. Um, tell us again, like, so where do we find you? How do we work with you? All okay. The there are options here. As I said before, my main focus right now in my work is actually in my partnership with Elise. Our, our offering is called Awake and Soulful. You can pretty much find everything at awakeandsoulful.com. We do have a virtual retreat called the Renewed Spirit Virtual Retreat coming up really soon here. It's in about two weeks. It's October 9th through the 11th. So that's like kind of our most immediate offering that's coming we also in october as well are launching our signature program we just finished beta testing you know with a small group it's called alchemy of the heart mm. and it's it's so beautiful it's so powerful i don't even know if i could put it into words but um it really has helped to support the women that have come through it in like what we talked about, just that deep honoring of self, like that ability to just be who you are and like love who you are and know that you're of value, <laughs> which is huge. There's other pieces to it, but that's kind of the main takeaway. So uh, we're also at Awaken Soulful on Instagram. And then I am at Gina Starbuck on Instagram, ginastarbuck.com. There's opportunities to work with me individually as well. And Elise and I have some other stuff coming up, but those are the more immediate things. So I'll just share those. <laughs> exciting. Yeah. I would love to see everybody jump in that workshop. I'll definitely consider doing so myself. It's so nice to speak with you. I feel like I love doing these interviews because it's like, I get to appreciate like all the magic in the other person. And then it just like mirrors back all the things that I love and I'm passionate about. And so it's so awesome to just like have an amazing conversation about, about for once all the good things that are going on. Right. <laughs> so thank you all so much for being best to this. It's been so lovely talking. Oh yeah. I love, I mean, it's like hanging out with my girlfriends and we're also doing magic and you know saving the world or or healing the world I like to say instead of saving that's too much pressure um, but <laughs> thanks everybody and we'll catch you next time bye thanks for listening to the divine feminine revolution podcast 
make sure to subscribe and leave a five-star review. Want to keep the conversation flowing? Find us on Facebook at the Divine Feminine Revolution Facebook group, where revolutionary women gather to listen to their hearts, monetize their gifts, and change the world.